0: Have some fun on a Monday, and fun we are most definitely going to have tonight. You know it's a Medal of Honor Monday, right? I mean, you know it's a Medal of Honor Monday. That's just what it's known as now, Chris. I think they're thinking about changing the national name for America to Medal of Honor Monday because of us. They might be. You never know. (laughs) Tonight's extra cool. You see, you know we do a Medal of Honor citation every Monday. We just read it, and that's coming up an hour from now. We encourage personal touches. If you have someone, friend, family member, some personal connection to a Medal of Honor winner, email the show. Drop the name. We'll do that. We have a really, really cool personal connection one coming tonight about an hour from now. We have my friend Kurt Schlichter an hour and a half from now. He's always hilarious. He's going to riff on politics. We're going to talk about our military going soft and why they shouldn't. Simone Sanders landed a cushy gig. We'll talk about how Democrats go from politics to cushy media gigs, American Airlines under fire because they don't know how to deal with libs, all that, and much, much more coming up tonight on the world famous Jesse Kelly show. Also, somebody has a major problem with dome and what she said about Pearl Harbor, but First and foremost, I want to talk about Eric Adams. Actually, you know what? That's not fair. I want to talk about mandates in general. I want to talk about what you're seeing out there right now. The massive narrative change you're seeing, why you're seeing it, and how you should respond versus how you're probably going to want to respond. And believe me, I'm right there with you. I'm in the same boat. First and foremost... The CDC director, her name is Rochelle Walensky. And let's just pause before we get into the things she said, the things Eric Adams said, so on and so forth. Before we get into any of that, let's pause on something. What if tomorrow, tomorrow you woke up in the morning. And boom, there was an alert on the news. You probably get it on your phone. You probably wake up, get the news from your phone. Maybe you're a bit more traditional. Maybe you turn on the TV, but boom, there's a message on your phone. Heads up. CDC warns there's a super Ebola. Let's call it Ebola. Part two has just landed in Charleston, South Carolina. Half the city has it. Half of them are going to die. What would be your reaction to that? Here's the problem. We have a nation now that is rotted. Not you personally. You're doing fine. But the leadership, the pillars that hold up the nation are now, they're not only rotted and corrupt and vile. The people who reside in this nation know they're rotted and corrupt and vile. And so what if what if Ebola Part 2 gets to Charleston tomorrow or New York? What if, what if that happens? Would you believe them? If I rolled over? Look, I, I can't think for you. If I rolled over tomorrow and I got my phone up, turn off the alarm, and I have an alert on there, CDC director says millions will die from Ebola 2. You know what I would do? I'll tell you right now. I would roll my eyes. I'd roll over and talk to the wife. I'd say, honey, look what they're lying about now. And I'd set my phone down. But what if there really was an Ebola, too? I mean, listen listen to these people. Do you remember what it was like two years ago when coronavirus first hit? And immediately they were making all these horrible predictions. Millions will die. Remember they sent the hospital ship to New York? One that never saw a patient, by the way. They sent a hospital ship to New York. That's how. That's how... Doomsday they were about the whole thing. And then they started saying, oh, thousands are dying and they're dying from COVID and from COVID. And there were about four of us who stepped up and said, oh, from COVID or with COVID? Because you would start to get, it was hard to find the information. You would start to get these little bits of information of woman dies in a New York hospital from COVID. And you say to yourself, gosh, that's terrible. I I can't believe she died. And then... And then you see a picture of her and she's about 450 pounds. And you read down in about 20 paragraphs down in the article, it says, well, she had emphysema and lung cancer and diabetes. And then you looked around and said, wait, what did she, did she die from coronavirus or did she die with coronavirus? Uh, uh, did, th- does anyone know? And I remember what it was like for about the five of us in America who were talking like that two years from now, two years ago. You know what it was? Shut up, Grandma Killer. Stop being a science denier. Everyone's going to die. You're killing people. That's what I was told. I was told this. Tell me, you're, tell me you're not sick of this term. What? Trust the science. Well, here's the CDC director from this weekend.
1: Do you know how many of the 836,000 deaths in the U.S. linked to COVID are from COVID? Or how many are with COVID but they had other comorbidities?
2: Um, yes, of course, with Omicron, we're following that very carefully. Our death registry, of course, um, takes a few weeks to uh, and it uh, takes a few weeks to collect. Um, and of course, Omicron has just been with us for a few weeks, but those data will be forthcoming.
0: Oh, w- hold on a minute. Who is this science denier at the CDC saying there's a difference between dying with COVID, COVID or from COVID? Who is this science denier? Oh, oh, she wasn't done yet. She wasn't done yet. Now, remember, we were all shouted down two years ago when we said, uh, that person's 9,000 years old and has emphysema. How are you not taking that into account? Well, here's your CDC director. The overwhelming number of
2: deaths, over 75%, occurred in people who had at least four
0: comorbidities. So really, these are people who were unwell to begin with. I'm sorry. Whoa, hold on, man, hold on, Chris. There might be something wrong with uh, there might be something wrong with my headphones. I would have swore she just said. Remember that number is eight hundred thousand. The number is eight hundred thousand. That's what everyone will tell you. That's how many people died. I would have sworn I just heard the CDC director say they had on average not even one, not two, not three. Seventy-five percent of them died with four comorbidities. The overwhelming
2: number of deaths, over 75%, occurred in people who had at least four comorbidities. So really, these are people who were unwell to begin with.
0: Oh. Oh, we're we're having this conversation now. Do you remember the story out of Florida? This is from July 2020. Here's the headline. Man who died in a motorcycle crash counted as a COVID death in Florida. Oops. Remember that? But wait. Oh, we're going to get to Eric Adams and not him specifically, everybody actually. We're, there's more. Remember, I want you to remember I've played you the flashback of this a thousand times of everybody and their brother saying the vaccine stops the spread. You won't spread it. If you get the vaccine, you don't spread coronavirus. I've played you that montage a hundred times on the show of all the powers that be saying this vaccine will stop the spread. Well, We obviously know that's a lie now. We've seen time after time after time vaccinated people spread coronavirus. Well, the CDC director once again coming on TV this weekend and sounding very anti-science. Um, Our
2: vaccines are working exceptionally well They continue to work well for Delta With regard to severe illness and death They prevent it But what they can't do anymore is prevent transmission So if you're going home to somebody who is not been vaccinated Pause real quick
0: You can start it over again, Chris I I just want to make sure we're clear on this What they can't do anymore Is stop transmission They never stop transmission Ever We've known it early Chris, go ahead
2: are working exceptionally well they continue to work well for delta with regard to severe illness and death they prevent it but what they can't do anymore is prevent transmission so if you're going home to somebody who has not been vaccinated to somebody who can't get vaccinated i would suggest you wear a mask in public indoor setting.
0: are you angry yet how many shots do you have by now and remember there's no you're never going to get any judgment from me for whatever personal health decisions you made, there's no judgment here. How many shots in are you by now? I know, look, I know just by virtue of the numbers, there are people listening to me who are four shots in. Definitely a lot that are three shots in. Probably the majority, 50%, 60%, I would guess, are two shots in. And I remember how they sold those shots to you. Get it. St- put a stop to this pandemic. Get it so we can stop the spread. Why don't you love grandma? Go get your vaccine. Do you want my grandma to die, you savage murderer? Oh, I remember the rhetoric. Which brings us to the uncomfortable point we're all going to have to confront here. We're about to talk about what Eric Adams said on the television this weekend, but first we're going to do this. I know you might be stuck in a timeshare. I'm well aware of it. If you are, let me, let me pause here for a moment and say, don't beat yourself up over it. See the people who get these timeshares and they get stuck and you can't ever get them out. The annual fees never stop and the annual fees are going up and you can't get out of the deal. Here's what I hear a lot of from these people. I hear they feel dumb. Don't feel dumb. This happens to people everywhere. That industry is just rife with corruption. It's terrible. Don't feel dumb. Make one phone call. You know, Lone Star Transfer has helped over 16,000 people. It's family-owned, 99% success rate, A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. All of this is done legally and ethically. They will get you out. Guaranteed termination time frame in writing. Call 844-310-2646. That's 844-310-2646. 4-6-free, no-obligation consultation.
3: Fighting for your freedom every day. USA! USA! The USA! Jesse Kelly Show.
0: It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Monday. Chris, I'm so excited about Medal of Honor Monday. I'm having a hard time not pulling the trigger a little early. Pardon the pun. See that pulling the trigger with Medal of Honor, Chris? That's called being a wordsmith. All right. I'm a bit of a wordsmith. I'm I'm very excited about Medal of Honor Monday. I'm, I'm not going to pull the trigger early, but I want to. I want to. It's just a very, very cool one. Back to what we were. Oh, by the way, I do that sometimes. I'm actually famous for that. Uh, if I get a gift for someone, like my mom or the wife or someone like that, and it's one I'm really excited about. There are two rules. Uh, two rules, two Jesse rules that only apply to me. They won't apply to you. Jesse rules are this. One, if I get a gift I'm excited about for someone, I will A want to give it to them early, because I can't wait. And B, the gift will bomb. It will it will bomb one hundred percent of the time. I look, I know I'm going to get back to the Eric Adams thing in a second. I know you think, oh, Jesse, you're perfect. And for the most part, that's correct. I'm a bad gift giver. I'm a bad gift giver. One year, my wife's always cold. I mean, she's a woman, so she's always cold. And when she gets out of the shower, always complaining about, I'm cold, I'm cold, I'm cold. But she always puts lotion on. You know, women always put all these creams. There's just a, a, a sea of creams they're putting all over their body. And so one year for Christmas, it was, it was very early in our marriage. We didn't have any money. I found it on sale, and I thought it was the greatest gift ever. I got her a lotion warmer. Right, Chris? Thank you, Chris. That's the same thing I said. Chris is looking at me like, okay, that sounds fantastic. That's what I said. You get out of the shower. You're always cold. Putting on lotion. Why don't we do a lotion warmer? She honestly opened up the box and she burst out laughing. She burst out laughing. And she's finally explained it to me. She said, you're really, really bad at gift giving because there's no feelings inside of you. It's all logic. You're a hyper-logic gift giver, so you're really bad. I got her pots and pans one year for Christmas. Oh, I know, Chris. It would, It didn't go over at all Like I would, like I thought it was going to go. She was complaining about the pots and pans. I got her a brand new set. Apparently, that's not romantic or something like that. All right, back to what we were talking about. Chris, I just want to make sure everyone remembers. Everyone, I want everyone to remember what was beat into your head. I know I don't have to refresh your memory. This was beat into your head over and over and over and over again.
2: For instead of the virus being able to hop from person to person to person to person, spreading and spreading, potentially mutating and becoming more virulent and drug-resistant along the way, now we know that the vaccines work well enough that the virus... Stops with every vaccinated person. A vaccinated person gets exposed to the virus. The virus does not infect them. The virus cannot then use that person to go anywhere else.
0: Wow! Don't you don't you remember that? That's such great news. By the way, Chris, I need you to go ahead and look up virulent for me. I want to use that tonight at some point in the show and act like I know what it means. What? It'll be fine when you use big words and talk over people's heads. They think you're smarter than them, and that's what we're going for here on the show. But back to what the CDC director said this weekend, this is is the CDC director after all those vaccinated people don't spread it. This is what she said. Um, Our vaccines are working exceptionally well. They continue to
2: work well for Delta with regard to severe illness and death. They prevent it. But what they can't do anymore is prevent transmission. So if you're going home to somebody who has not been vaccinated, to somebody who can't get vaccinated, I would suggest you wear a mask in public indoor settings.
0: She sounds very virulent. Is that not how it... I'm working on it. It's a new word. Okay, so the CDC director says that vaccines... Don't stop the spread. All right, that's something normal people have known, but okay. Which brings us to Eric Adams. He's the mayor of New York. And honestly, I don't i don't mean to just single out Eric Adams, but let's have a chat about why are we mandating something when it doesn't stop
1: the spread? COVID is a formidable and moving target. And we have to pivot and shift based on that. And our policies have been rooted in, I need my children in school. And if my medical professionals tell me, Eric, we have to do a mandated vaccine, we're going to do that.
0: Okay. Why? I mean, I really don't want to bring up anything uncomfortable, but if vaccinated people spread coronavirus... As the CDC director says, remember, this is the director of the Center for Disease Control, and she says vaccinated people spread it. Why are we mandating vaccines? What is the purpose? If the purpose is now, and this is the official purpose now, if the purpose now is the vaccine protects you from severe coronavirus symptoms, and that's what the system is saying now, They're not pretending like it stops the spread or anything like that. If the medical professionals in this country are now saying, what's the vaccine do? Well, it does one thing. It helps you deal with coronavirus if you get it. That's what they're saying. That's the official statement. So, why a mandate for anyone, let alone kids? Why a mandate for anyone? Why can we not... Have a conversation about this. We're going to mandate a bunch of children get the vaccine? Children. We still don't have long-term data for the side effects of what this does to children. A whole lot of professional soccer players collapsing on the field. Oh, maybe you haven't noticed. No, I don't think you watch professional soccer because you're an American, but... Have you noticed it? I saw one terrible video this week, and I would not recommend you look it up. Another professional soccer player, you know, pretty much the most in-shape person in the world, collapsed on the field, twitching, dying, heart problems. It's been happening a lot. Okay, so whatever you think that's from, whatever you think caused that, we don't know long-term effects. We're mandating something for people when it doesn't stop the spread and we don't know long-term effects? Why the heck are you still living in New York City? I mean, what hope is there? What hope is there for blue areas? What hope is there? Oh, you're looking at the video, aren't you, Chris? It's bad. Yeah, I'll be passing on that. Alright, it's time to have a conversation with corporate America. Daddy Jesse is here. We have to we have to teach you how to deal with communists. Hang on. Come away, come away, you
1: going. got to sit down take a rest on the porch.
0: It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and don't forget you can email the Jesse Kelly Show. Jesse at jessikellyshow.com. All your emails go right to Chris. He prints them out for me. I read them all. I'm not going to respond. I get way too many. Plus, I'm rude, but your love, your hate, your death threats, your ass Dr. Jesse questions all are welcome to Jesse at Jessikellyshow.com. Before we get to corporate America and dealing with communists and all that nonsense, you remember I just played you that Eric Adams audio, right? Mandating vaccines for school kids. Here's Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, affectionately known by me as Heavy D.
4: That political agenda is they want these kids to hate this country. Uh, they want them to reject our founding, our institutions, and they want to replace that uh, with their leftist ideology, which would obviously be disastrous for this country's future. So the stakes are very high on that. But there's a problem when you can say it, you can't do it, But what if they defy you? What if they're doing it? And so what we're going to be doing in this upcoming legislative session, we're going to give parents the ability to go in and get legal relief uh, if they're not following our state standards with respect to history and government. And I think empowering parents to be involved, making sure parents have a right to inspect the curriculum. And it's not just about critical race theory. I mean, there's a lot of other inappropriate content that can be smuggled in. Okay,
0: that's how. GOP states. Well, that's not fair. That's how Ron DeSantis is talking about it. Sadly, the GOP will not follow suit. I'm I'm sure we're going to get tax reform, guys. This is what it's like in blue states. And don't think this is alone. Don't think New York's alone in this. This is what it's like in the blue areas of this country.
1: COVID is a formidable and moving target. And we have to pivot and shift based on that. And our policies have been rooted in, I need my children in school. And if my medical professionals tell me, Eric, we have to do a mandated vaccine, we're going to do that.
0: What do you want me to tell The difference right now, the country is racing in opposite directions. And look, I want, I want to make sure, because this is my fault. I should have pointed this out at the very beginning of the show. I want to make sure... We all understand who the commander-in-chief still is. This is the man who is president of the United States of America, also known as the leader
1: of the free world. You know, we're going to have windmills you can, you're going to see that have 100-yard wingspans, each, each propeller on that, on that uh, um, windmill, 100 yards long. So there's so much that is going to be able to be done. It's also going to create significant number of jobs. We're going to be able to do a lot of renewable things that allow you to not only rebuild, but afford to rebuild and rebuild better, to build back better than it was before. And uh, it includes billions of dollars. Yeah, we're doing well. <laughs>
0: Gosh, We're doing well. All right, before I get to corporate America and learning how to live in this modern society, things are different. I do want to get to a couple emails because there's a lot of really good ones tonight. This one hit home. Can't read her name. She says, I resent Kamala Harris's speech comparing January 6th to Pearl Harbor. I've been a hospice nurse for many years. One patient named Joe told me he was at Pearl Harbor, quote, the day the Japs decided to fly in for Sunday morning breakfast, end quote. He had such guilt. He didn't do enough for his buddies. You see, he was 17. 17 single and in the middle of paradise in the Pacific ocean on a Saturday night, he went bar hopping with his buddies. He had a terrific hangover the next morning and missed gunnery call. When the first bombs fell, he kept saying, quote, don't you see people died because of me. I was hung over. I gently reminded him that if I was 17, single and in the middle of paradise, I would have done the same thing. I said, quote, Joe, You've carried this for 70 years. God never judged you. His love is unconditional. Forgive yourself. You didn't have a lot of power over that horrible morning. End quote. He relaxed and relayed the horrible stories of kamikazes winking at them as they obliterated our Navy. He asked me not to tell his wife. He was able to finally die peacefully. So when fake VP Harris, obviously compares January 6th to Pearl Harbor, I want to slap her. Don't slap her. Walk with the men who were there as they journeyed through their lives, consumed with horrid memories. Our jobs as hospice teams are to try and help them find peace and resolution at the end of their lives. What a waste of a human being the VP is for us. And look, these people are just so despicable. And I've brought this up before, and and, and I'm going to get to the American Airlines thing here in just a moment, but I brought this up before. There's something... There's something I can't completely figure out. I've never all the way gotten there. And I guess you're not supposed to say that on the radio, right? You're supposed to have everything figured out. I've got all the answers and I'm 40. I've got every answer in life. But I've read more than I can possibly count on communism and the things they've done and various books here and books there. And I've watched all these documentaries and I, I try to study it and I try to be a student of human nature. One thing I just have never quite been able to completely figure out is this. How does it happen? What happens that these people lose pieces of themselves and they can't relate at all to the death and suffering of other people? Kamala Harris, it's not that she got up and spoke about January 6th and compared it to Pearl Harbor it's that she did it without any hesitation at all and then went home that night and slept soundly in her bed. I I mean, Joe Biden, I just played it for you, Chris. I want to play it again because I probably should have set this up. You know, when Joe Biden was just talking about the windmills, do you know where he was? Colorado just had these horrific wildfires. And you probably never experienced these, but wildfires, they're frightening. It feels like you're on a separate planet And they tear through and they consume everything, not just your home and everything you had, your dogs, your cats, horses and cattle out there. They sweep through and everything you love is gone like a nuclear bomb hit. And Joe Biden, the president of the United States of America, flew out to Colorado to speak to the people who just lost everything.
1: And this is what he said. You know, we're going to have windmills, you can, you're going to see, that have 100-yard wingspans each Each propeller on that, on that uh, um, windmill, 100 yards long. So there's so much that is going to be able to be done. It's also going to create significant number of jobs. We're going to be able to do a lot of renewable things that allow you to not only rebuild, but afford to rebuild and rebuild better to build back better than it was before. And uh, it includes billions of dollars. Build back
0: better? You're seriously standing in the ashes of people's former homes and trying to pass an infrastructure bill of yours? What's missing inside? I've never figured it out. How do you get to the place in your life where there's no humanity left. And I say that as a terrible, unfeeling jerk. I don't understand how you get there. Windmills? Someone is looking around for their dog, and he's gone because he's ash. And the president of the United States of America makes a special trip out there and drones on about windmills? I can't figure out how you lose that part of yourself that human beings are they're they're supposed to come with they're they're missing the parts and i don't know how they got to the place where they're missing all the parts but they're missing the parts what happened i don't understand it i don't understand it and you know what i'm going to get to the american airlines thing in a second i'm not quite done on this yet I, I, speaking of missing the parts I have another one for you. I have a doozy. But look, before we get there, these people are not only monsters, they run things now in this country. They run things in this country now. This is the age where we need strong men more than we've ever needed them before. Go to chalk.com, C-H-O-Q.com and look at their natural herbal supplements, and I want to stress this, not more medicine, not more crap injected into your body. The patriots at Chalk.com, an American company, they're desperate to increase the testosterone levels out there because we have to have it to defeat these communists. I take two things every day, only two. Chalk Daily and Chalk's Toncat 100. Go and do likewise. And when you go to choq.com and use the code JESSE, you actually get 50% off. 5-0. C-H-O-Q dot com. Code Jesse. Jesse Kelly. Back soon. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Ten minutes from now, we still got Medal of Honor Monday coming. And I'm going to get to the, the the teaching the corporate world how to deal with communists here in a minute. I got distracted. You know how I do it but back to this Joe Biden clip and and I have something else I want to bring up about how I just I cannot seem to wrap my head around why these people how how they how they get to the point in their lives and all communists do this where human suffering and death just doesn't move them there's no movement it doesn't it means nothing to them i don't know how that happens, I genuinely do not. How do you get to the place where your president of the United States of America, your staff comes in one day and they tell you, hey, Joe, there were these horrible wildfires in Colorado, just ugly stuff. I think, you know, politically we should go out there and 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 you know at least see the damage. People have lost everything. It's terrible. And then you fly out there and you land and you look. And let me tell you, in the wake of a wildfire, it honestly, you've read the stories or you've at least heard me talk about the stories of you know, like we, we firebomb Tokyo and there's just nothing left. And it's just this smoldering feeling of death. That's what it's like in the wake of a wildfire. And you land there as Joe Biden and you stand up to the microphone in, in all this
1: death and misery. And you talk like this. You know, we're going to have windmills. You can you're going to see that have 100 yard wingspans each each propeller on that on that uh, um, windmill 100 yards long so there's so much that is going to be able to be done it's also going to create significant number of jobs we're going to be able to do a lot of renewable things that allow you to not only rebuild but afford to rebuild and rebuild better to build back better than it was before and uh, it includes billions of dollars you're standing there in front of the people who've lost
0: everything and you're trying to cite your infrastructure bill? Uh, build back better. What's wrong with you? There's a writer for the LA Times. His name is Michael Hiltzik. Michael Hiltzik for the LA Times. He's a columnist for the LA Times. The LA Times is a gigantic newspaper. And this is his column. This is the headline on my life. I am not making this up. This is his headline. Mocking anti-vaxxers deaths is ghoulish, yes, but necessary. W- what? How? How? And this is not... Maybe you could make the argument, maybe, and this isn't a good argument, but maybe you could make the argument, oh, I can see how some... Some kid would think like that. Yeah, eighteen years old, maybe. Maybe you're a uh, maybe you're a dude. Probably not women as much, but maybe you're a dude and you're maybe you had a rough upbringing and full of testosterone and violence all around you. And maybe maybe you could in that environment maybe you could see uh, how he could just become indifferent to human suffering and death, or, or where he would go out there and say, "Yeah, let's make fun of them. Those idiots are dead. Ha ha." Maybe you could see that this guy, this Michael Hiltzik, he looks to be in his 60s or 70s. This guy's lived an entire life. He's penning articles for, I believe, the second or third biggest newspaper in the United States of America, and he's encouraging people. It is really important. Whenever an unvaccinated person dies, you have to make fun of them, guys. What's wrong? There's something, there's something really, really important that's supposed to be in you that's not there. And I will be honest, I'll be frank about something. Not to make this about me, but you know, when I got, when I was uh, back from Iraq, pretty fresh back from Iraq, and then got out of the Marine Corps after, I've been very, I'm very honest about this, how angry and violent I was. And, and I, would have, I would have daydreams about violence. The, and I, like, I, I'm not, I've, I've told you this before. It's probably not something I should be repeating on the air. I would, what a, a frequent daydream and nightdream of mine was the president of the United States of America was looking for somebody to go around and pull the lever on executing all the pedophiles in the country, and I got called like he wanted it to be me, and I was excited. Now, that's where I was mentally, but I'll tell you what else I had. I knew that wasn't healthy. You know, I knew I wasn't, I wasn't doing well, but at least I knew I wasn't doing well. I I would think to myself, okay, this is not, that's not, that's not good. I mean, you don't want to, you don't want to sit and think like that. That's not good. These people, they don't even have that part. They don't even, they don't even have that part. They're penning articles public. We're not talking about some private text message he sends. They're penning articles publicly publicly. If you happen to be unvaccinated, waltzing down the streets of New York or wherever right now, if you're unvaccinated and you die from coronavirus, this guy just wrote an article. It's important. We make fun of him, guys. We have to make fun of her. What an idiot. How does he not look in the mirror and say to himself, oof, man, I, I'm i not doing well. Maybe it's time. Maybe it's time for me to step away from politics spend some time in the mountains somewhere, uh, I don't know, go fishing, uh, have a beer, uh, whatever I need to do. I need to take some time and examine myself, but they don't. They don't even pause. They don't slow down. They don't hesitate. There's nothing nothing holding them to any moral grounding at all. And I legitimately cannot figure out why. I can't figure out what's going on. I, I can't I can't unpack it. I can't understand how you get to a place where you lose all of your humanity and you simply believe every single person who stands in my way has to die. That is, that is a startling place to be. I mean, we talk about uh, who's the worst historical monster. The Nazis. Nazis are a great historical monster. That's a great example, right? You don't have, I don't have to convince you Nazis were monsters. Do you know Nazis treated American prisoners of war very well? Very well. Fed them, housed them. They weren't mistreated. I mean, not, not on large scale. Even Nazis had something left in there. The communist doesn't have that. The communist, all his prisoners of war, he's killed them all. Without a second of hesitation. I don't know why. I'm supposed to have that answer. I don't. Oh, we should figure it out, though, at some point. All right. We got Medal of Honor Monday next, and then I'll get to corporate America. Hang on. I swear to you I'm going to get to my advice for corporations and dealing with idiot communists here in a minute but I mean you know what time it is don't you it is Monday it's 1 hour into the show on a Monday and that means it's medal of honor Monday and I have to always I uh, see I always get yelled at by I have I have, a, I have a radio coach now remember I don't know how to do a radio show I've never done one. No one ever taught me. I got lucked into this job three years ago, and I just sat down, and there was no coaching. There's no help. They just turned on the microphone and said go. So they hired me. They hired me, a radio coach, about a year ago, and they were trying to be so nice. Everyone's so nice to you when you're the guy on the air now. They were trying to be so nice about the whole thing, and I didn't really care, but I said, a radio coach... Why the show's doing great. then they're're they're, they're saying back to me, oh, I know, no, it's it's doing really well. It's we don't uh we have a problem with the show. It's very entertaining. and they just kind of let that hang and I said, well, aren't you ex- are you forgetting a butt or something? What's the problem? And finally, someone just came right out and say it one of these suits. they just said, you don't really know how to do a radio show. Like You don't know how to go into a break or come out of a break or, or set up teases for the new thing. I still You notice I still don't do that stuff a lot. I don't know how to do it because no one taught me how to do it. So they hired me, this radio coach, to try to teach me that kind of stuff, to try to ease out the edges. And one of the things he still rides me about is this. Again, I'm just sitting here in a room with two idiots and a microphone. So the audience never changes for us, as far as we know. The audience never changes. It could be talking to the whole planet. There may be one person left. I would have no idea. I don't have any way of knowing. We forget that the show is growing really fast, and we have to continue to remind new listeners what we're actually doing. And I forget that all the time. Here's what Medal of Honor Monday is, in case you don't know. Every single Monday at this exact time, we simply take a Medal of Honor citation off the internet, they're all available online, all free. Anyone can do it. I don't have some special website where they give these to me. we pick a Medal of Honor citation and we read it. And honestly, that's it. Pick a Medal of Honor citation and read it. Couple different reasons. One, these are the men we have to remember, and we have to remember their deeds. And if you don't say them out loud then you're not remembering their deeds. They're just, they're lost. It's not enough that it exists if, if no one ever reads it. That's one and two. These are the people our kids should be looking up to. Well, My sons listen to the show. When I hear them talk about these, I tell them, man, that's the kind of man you want to be. Not the, not the YouTube star, not the athlete, not the... This is the kind of man you want to be. You grow up to be a man like this. That's your goal in life. And since then, we've gotten all these emails from people who know Medal of Honor winners. We love those. We always run with those or have known one. Or we get emails now from teachers who are doing this with their class. It's wonderful. But that's why we do Medal of Honor Monday. Now, we got a couple emails. A couple emails pertaining to this one. Hey, Jesse, I'm a massive fan of your show. I've been wanting to write in for a while about my great uncle, John E. Swanson, after you did the Medal of Honor Monday about Ben Solomon which I was present for in May 2002 at the White House. They did a Medal of Honor ceremony for both of them that day. Gosh, how cool would that have been? My great-uncle John E. Sullen was an attack helicopter pilot shot down and killed in Cambodia in 1971 after saving many lives. If you could read his story, it would be awesome. He said he's attaching a link, and then he followed it up with one of these. I'm only 35 years old, so I never met my Uncle John But proud that my family has a rich history of killing communists. My other great uncle was on the beaches of Okinawa in World War II. Sadly, the World War II generation of my family is long gone. Just hope to live up to those great men. So,
3: obviously, without further ado, Chris. Ready, aim, Honoring those who went above and beyond, it's Medal of Honor Monday.
0: For conspicuous gallantry and intrepidity at the risk of his life above and beyond the call of duty, Captain John E. Swanson distinguished himself by acts of bravery on February 26, 1971 while flying an OH-7A aircraft in support of ARVAN Task Force 333 in the Kingdom of Cambodia. With two well-equipped enemy regiments known to be in the area, Captain Swanson was tasked with pinpointing the enemy's precise position, Captain Swanson flew at treetop level at slow airspeed, making his aircraft a vulnerable target. The advancing Arvan unit came under heavy automatic weapons fire from enemy bunkers a hundred meters to their front, exposing his aircraft to enemy anti-aircraft fire. Captain Swanson immediately engaged the enemy bunkers with concussion grenades and machine gun fire. After destroying five bunkers. In invading intense ground air fire, he observed a 51 caliber machine gun position. With all his heavy ordnance expended on the bunkers, he did not have sufficient explosives to destroy the position. Consequently, he marked the position with a smoke grenade and directed a Cobra gunship to attack. After completion of the attack, Captain Swanson found the weapon still intact and an enemy soldier crawling over to man it. He immediately engaged the individual and killed him. During this time, his aircraft sustained several hits from a 50, from another 51-caliber machine gun. Captain Swanson engaged the position with his aircraft's weapons, marked the target, and directed a second Cobra gunship to attack. He volunteered to continue the mission despite the fact he was now critically low on a- ammunition and his aircraft was cri- crippled by enemy fire. As Captain Swanson attempted to fly toward another 51-caliber machine gun position, His aircraft exploded in the air and crashed to the ground, causing his death. Captain Swanson's courageous actions resulted in at least eight enemy killed and the destruction of three enemy aircraft weapons. Captain Swanson's extraordinary heroism and devotion to duty are in keeping with the highest traditions of military service and reflect great credit upon himself, his unit, and the United States Army. That is John Edward Swanson right there. That's awesome, All right? That's awesome. Those 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 pilots in Vietnam, especially the helicopter pilots. Not taking it away from fighter aces, in other words, but the helicopter pilots in Vietnam. The things that you have to understand, they they became what the old cavalry units were, what the old horseback units were. They switched those units into being helicopter units for obvious reasons. For they're not going to be using horses anymore, and when it comes to jungle warfare. We learned so much from actually the Pacific War in World War II. Well, we didn't really have helos then. By the time Vietnam came around, they decided, okay, this jungle is really, really difficult to fight a war in, especially mountainous jungle. It is critical we figure out a way to get guys in and out and bring in supplies, bring out casualties, figure out a way to support our guys with fire support from the air and while they're awesome, a couple things about helicopters, and this is just a personal thing. One, I hate them. They're not like a plane. An engine goes out and they're gliding it in. That thing goes out and it's dropping like a stone, baby. I don't, I do not every time I've ever been in a Hilo, whether it was a Blackhawk or whatever it was, I hated it. Absolutely hated it. That's one. And two, you are not protected in a helicopter by any stretch of the imagination. Not that not that everything is safe and dandy in a fighter jet, but at least you're moving at the speed of sound. With helicopters, man, it you're just sitting there. You're just absolutely sitting there waiting for a heavy machine gun to open up on you and it'll tear through that glass like like it's a piece of paper. That's freaking awesome, man. Some of the stuff those guys pulled off. He's not the only guy who flew Helos who got a medal of honor in Vietnam. There's there's a few of those guys, and every single one of those guys deserved it. All right. By the way, I'll end up I you know what? I'll end up taking some phone calls tonight. Eight, seven, seven, three, seven, seven, four, three, seven, three. I realize it's been, it's been like a week since I've taken any calls. I'll take some if you want. Eight, seven, seven, three, seven, seven, four, three, seven, three. We don't do a ton of calls on the show. Couple emails before I get to my American Airlines story. Jesse been an 18 year credit card user with city card. I called today and told customer service nicely. Of course, that I will not be using city card again to boycott their vaccine mandate. That is how it's done. That is how it's done remember put your money where your morals are we talk about it all the time and I am the biggest failure in the world so I'm, believe me I'm not lecturing you we're looking down my nose at you I've screwed this up so many times and I continue to make mistakes on something uh, on some things you know it's hard when you're surrounded by everything but if we, if every single person who thought like you think, who thinks like I think, if every single one made buying decisions based on politics, communism would be crushed in this country, especially at the corporate level. But we don't. We don't do it. And we should. Speaking of putting your money where your morals are, you take any supplements at all? you take anything for your health? Anything at all? Men, women, do you take anything? Who are you buying it from? You know there's a company out there called Chalk, C-H-O-Q. They're an American company with U.S. manufacturing, and they are some of the strongest patriots I have ever talked to in my life in this business. Oh, and did I mention natural herbal supplements? Not a bunch of garbage, not a bunch of stuff from China. Natural herbal supplements with U.S. manufacturing. And they give out steals of deals for my listeners. I take Chalk Daily and their Toncat 100. Those are the two things I take every single day, and I'd highly recommend them. If you go to choq.com and use the promo code JESSE, you get 50% off, 5-0. choq.com, Chalk.com, promo code JESSE for 50% off. Go. Do it now. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Ten minutes from now, we're talking to my buddy, Kurt Schlichter. I have a lot to talk to Kurt about, but before I get to your phone calls, before I get to Kurt Schlichter, let me do a couple things, a couple housekeeping items here. One, you're going to want to hear my rant about halfway through my TV show tonight. My TV show is on the first TV, 9 p.m. Eastern time. I've got... Something special I need to get off my chest. So that'll be worth watching. You download the first TV app. It's free. Don't worry about it. Two. Headline. American Airlines apologizes about a pilot with a Let's Go Brandon sticker. Now let's make sure we get the names correct here. Her name is Dana Finley Morrison. Oh, sorry. Did I say that on air to all of the United States of America? She's a communist who was on social media. She used her Twitter account to blast this pilot, quote, cowardly rhetoric on their crew luggage in their uniform. He just had a little, little sticker type thing on his luggage that said, let's go Brandon on it. And American airlines based off of one Twitter user getting mad. And then of course, whipping all the communists up into a mob, American airlines apologize. Quote, we take this very seriously and have sent this over to the crew, over to crew leadership. They will handle this internally after a review. We assure you the appropriate internal review will occur. Oh, they're devastated. Okay. It's time for daddy Jesse to step in and explain everything once again, because shockingly enough, there are actual corporate CEOs who do listen to this show. I've found out, hadn't found out about another big one today. So, guys, pull up a chair, right? Daddy's here. Listen, I'm not talking to the communist CEOs. There are lots of those. You're useless scumbags. I hope all your companies go out of business and you end up destitute and poor. That's what you deserve for what you've done to my country. So I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the relatively well-meaning, just corporate-type CEOs, the guys who run major corporations, not really a political affiliation. Guys, you ready? I'm, I'm going to tell you something that's going to blow you away. It's not 1985. We live in the era now of the nuclear news cycle. That's what I call it, the nuclear news cycle. What's a nuclear bomb do? It blows up, and it gets really, really, really hot, like a million degrees hot, for about a split second, and then it doesn't anymore, and then that's gone. That's the news cycle we live in now, and this is what I mean. When you get in, quote, trouble, and this doesn't, I mean, this can count as trouble. Whatever the case may be, you get yourself in some sort of serious trouble. We all know I've been in trouble, and I'll get in trouble again a lot. So believe me, I know, I'm speaking from experience. When you get in trouble in this day and age, it feels hotter than it's ever felt for anyone who's ever been in trouble before. If I knock off work tonight and wrap my truck around a pit or around a tree because I've been drinking bean behind the wheel, I don't do that by the way. But if that's what I was doing, it would feel way hotter today than it would if I'd have done that in nineteen ninety because today, Eighteen million people can access me on social media, email, phones. That I mean, it probably wouldn't take long to find the address for the studio. That it is a thousand. Not only, not only would tens of thousands of people be blasting me personally, they'd be reaching out to everyone I know personally. My boss, my mother, my my kids would probably hear about it in school because there are so many ways to get a hold of someone now. We've seen social media and cell phones and everything. There's just there's just so many ways to get a hold of people that when you get in trouble today it feels like the world is ending the whole world is coming down on you that's the bad news the good news is this it doesn't last because we're all so we're all so consumed with information now there's so much information out there it doesn't matter how hot it feels You're always just about five minutes away from another scandal popping up somewhere else and they'll forget you even existed and they'll move right along. So you, you the CEO, don't publicly respond to some idiot communist on Twitter. You know what you do? Shut up. Just ignore it. Just ignore it for 24 hours and it would have been gone, disappeared into the ether. Instead, you apologized and brought it up again. It's not 1985. It's not even 1995. Where if I got mad at American Airlines, what if, what if it was 1995 and I, and I saw some pilot wearing some communist piece of trash and I was an activist and I wanted to get them in trouble? What exactly would I do? Anyone? Maybe if you're lucky, find an email address. If you're lucky... Send, so that gets you what? One email to corporate? Probably ends up in their spam folder. You never never hear back? Oh, wait, wait. I guess I could make a phone call. I'm sure they have a 1 800 number where I'll sit online for 25 minutes, at which point I complain to some supervisor who says, OK, sir, sounds good. We'll take care of it. Click. And then it's over. So they never feel the heat. They never feel the heat. We're in an era now where you feel the heat because it touches you immediately. If I came out right now and I said I changed my mind, I'm not pro-life anymore. I love abortion. Kill them all, boys. Do you have any idea what my email and phone calls would look like? What my social media would look? It would melt. It would melt. They would make you feel the heat, but they'd forget. Now, don't get me wrong. If I said something like that, I'd lose about half my audience and should anyway. But they would forget. The other half either wouldn't hear it and wouldn't know unless I apologized, or they'd just forget in a day. And go, "Well, Well, whatever. If we like Middle of Honor Mondays, we're coming back to it. This is the era of the nuclear news cycle. Yes, I know it burns really, really, really hot, but it goes away really, 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 really fast if you would just shut up. I don't care that even your... See, this is what happens, too. It's not just your enemies. your, Your friends and family, it burns hot for them, so they start breathing on you. Soon, your mom's caught attention. Did you hear what someone said on Facebook about you? And your wife reaches out. Hey, one of the neighbors just threw something at the house. Your kids come home from school. Dad, did you get a DUI last night? And then that's what really burns, right? Now, hey... Don't drink and drive. It's not what I'm saying. It was just an example. But if you do and do something stupid, shut your freaking mouth for 24 hours and you'll be fine. Corporations, CEOs, I'm talking to you. The customer is always right. Grow up. It's 2022 now. No, he's not. Sometimes he's an idiot. Forget about it. Okay? All right. Let's talk to Kurt Schlichter about that and other things. Next. The Jesse Kelly Show, and joining me now is my friend Kurt Schlichter, senior columnist with Townhall.com, and author of some sweet books, I might add. Kurt, first and foremost, American Airlines apologizes about a pilot with a Let's Go Brandon sticker. Why do corporations not realize one idiot troll on Twitter should not prompt an apology from a Fortune 500 company?
4: I don't understand this either, Mm -hmm. Jesse. I, I. You know, if someone were to come to me and go, one of your employees was expressing an opinion, I would look at them as if they were insane, if they expected me to go police them. (laughs) If this is a giant faceless corporation, why don't they nut up and act like it? You know? You're a giant corporation. Why do you care?
0: That's what floors me, Kurt. We we live in a society now where it seems like, honestly, and I really mean this with all the kindness in my gigantic heart, where the biggest idiots and mentally unstable losers, they control the country now. They control what accomplished people do, and it it floors
4: me. Well, it, it, it certainly does, and that's why we need to get militant. We need to start dealing the pain to those who keep us in chains, uh, I, I've got a lot of street cred with my hip-hop rhymes. Oh, as you, as you, gosh.
0: Kurt, that was so... Uh, <laughs> but, uh,
3: look, look, look.
4: Wait, <laughs> look, we got to fight back. And, and, and it's time to say no. It's time to say, hey, stupid, stop being an idiot. Get out of my face. It, 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 look, if you want to throw down, we're going to throw down. Let's do it. Yeah.
0: All right, Kurt, I'm going to play you the CDC director here. This is Walensky, and this is so odd with what she's saying, Kurt, because, man, does this not sound like what I've been told.
2: Um, Our vaccines are working exceptionally well. They continue to work well for Delta with regard to severe illness and death. They prevent it. But what they can't do anymore is prevent transmission. So if you're going home to somebody who has not been vaccinated, to somebody who can't get vaccinated, I would suggest you wear a mask in public indoor settings.
0: Okay, Kurt, it's not exactly news. That's the exact opposite of what they've been saying. I don't need to bore you with that. But what I want to know is what is going to be the response of the public? I mean, we have about 60% of Americans who've been vaccinated, and a lot of them got vaccinated because they were told that was their duty as good citizens, you know, to not spread it, and they find out that was a lie.
4: Well, look, you're a military guy like me. If you got somebody who goes up in front of you and you're standing in formation and says, The sky is green, and the sun will rise in the west. Pretty soon you're going to go, we're being led by an idiot. I'm not following that guy over the top. I'm not going up the hill with him. And that's what's happening here. People are looking at these guys. Look, we hadn't had a pandemic in 100 years. I think we would have given these guys a little benefit of the doubt if they'd shown a little humility. If they said, guys, folks, Jesse, Kurt, we don't know. Mm -hmm. all the answers we're going to do the best we can we're going to get some stuff wrong when we do we're going to tell you we were wrong instead of acting like you're an idiot for remembering what we said a week ago that you hate science because you didn't forget that we were telling you the exact opposite uh you know one fortnight before if you just go hey we're changing guys we, we now know it doesn't stop transmission that's that's now that we now know that here's some studies you can reference them online. Our best information is actually the clock. Oh, okay, I get it. Stuff changes, but how do we? Uh, they've already told us that they lied to us on purpose uh, about the mask stuff. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah. Don't wear a mask, and then wear a mask, and wear two masks, and don't wear any mask, and wear another mask. Now wear an N95, and make sure you mask your three year old don't lie to us, and maybe we'll trust you. Remarkable how that works.
0: Speaking with Kurt Schlichter, senior columnist, townhall.com. Kurt, why is it lies? Is it malevolent? Why has there been so much, well, look, to use their word, misinformation from the very beginning of all this? Were they intentionally lying? Were they just stupid and too prideful to admit it, as you just alluded to? Because it would take us the entire three-hour show to unpack all the lies we've been told for the last two years. I want to know why.
4: Well, look, first of all, they made a decision to tell us things that weren't true because they wanted to change our behavior. As soon as you did that, look, I'm a, I'm a trial lawyer. There are standard jury instructions. They're read to every jury. And one famous one is... If someone is deliberately untruthful in one thing, you may consider that he is going to be deliberately truthful, to untruthful to you in all things. This is just common sense. Don't lie to people. I think some of the tough stuff they 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 just got wrong, and with a little humility, we would have forgiven them. Again, first pandemic in a hundred years. I'm going to give you a little leeway if you're trying, if you're being honest with me, and when you see something, when you see you were wrong. You walk it back and tell us, yeah, we were wrong. Here's why we were wrong. Now here's why we've changed our minds. And then you go, oh, okay, that sounds plausible. They didn't do any of that. They told us we were idiots. They told us we were conspiracy theorists when we pointed out that the, the stuff that they were still saying was incorrect. You know, you know who's, you know who's got. You want to find the guy who knows the most about this, this, uh, uh, the, the, this flu virus. Find the guy with the tinfoil hat Mm. because he's the only guy who's gotten it all right.
0: Kurt, is it almost over for this whole fiasco? And when I say, is it almost over? I'm actually talking more about the GOP than I am the left. I know what they want to know the things they're doing, but are we getting better, bolder, more aggressive on our side, or are we just going to take over the midterms and it's going to be the same old garbage?
4: Look, I was uh, I, I I saw a a, a tweet from uh, Kevin McCarthy saying our 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 goals when we take over the House are a bunch of things that you would have read about in the Weekly Standard in 2005, mm-hmm. including helping people grow businesses. I like growing businesses. I've had several. However. What people are talking about now are scumbags breaking into their houses. What people are talking about is this bizarre neo-Nazi religion called CRT being imposed on our kids. What they're talking about is masking up people forever and mandating that they take drugs that, well, don't seem to work quite as promised. Those are the things we're talking about. Uh, and, and you know, I, I just turned in a manuscript uh, yesterday to Regnery, The Fall and Lies of America. It talks a lot about this stuff. The, 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 the establishment wants to talk about things we're not talking about. If the, a, a, a smart Republican Party would turn on talk radio and take a, and list the topics and go, OK, this is what America is concerned about. Let's go deal with those things. But that, that assumes they're smart.
0: Speaking with Kurt Schlichter, senior columnist, townhall.com. Kurt, what are you having for dinner tonight?
4: I am going to have beef short ribs, which I am going—I have already sous-vided, and I am going to char to uh, blackened perfection.
0: Ooh, I had one of the sous vide thingies one time. At uh, uh, the wife dragged me to this thing where you got taught by a chef how to cook, and I mocked him when he put my steak in a plastic in a Ziploc bag. It was fantastic. I I applaud you, Kurt.
4: Uh, thank you. It's uh, look, you know this is this is the standard that I seek approval from Jesse Kelly, <laughs> and uh, I'm pretty psyched about that.
0: Be good, my brother. Peace. Kurt there's good people, right there. All right, we are going to find it. It's been a week, I think, since I've taken a phone call. We're going to take some calls next. Eight seven seven three seven seven four three seven three eight seven seven three seven seven four three seven three email. Jesse, on Friday, someone wrote in asking if Trey Gowdy would make a great AG. No, he was in charge of the Benghazi investigation and couldn't find anything. That, that told me all I need to know about him. Just because they talk a good game doesn't mean they are on our side. We must learn this on the right. There are a lot of guys on the right who sound really good. A lot of bark, vicious sounding bark. Where's the bite? Where's the accountability? It's usually nowhere to be found. All right, we'll finally get to you, and I have something to say about the Navy. Eight seven seven three seven seven four three seven three. I may even give you just a brief little history story on one of our warriors coming up next. But first, a third of your life in bed. You spend one third of your life in bed. Why not spend it? with Giza Dream Sheets on your bed. You know Mike Lindell at MyPillow. You know Mike Lindell's story. You know that Mike Lindell has cost himself gargantuan amounts of business just because he loudly proclaims the things you believe and the things I believe. Got himself kicked out of the big box stores. That alone would be enough for me to buy things from MyPillow. Except they also make the best freaking stuff out there. Everyone knows about the pillows. I mean, everybody knows knows about the pillows. They also make the best sheets around. They're called Giza Dream Sheets. Go to MyPillow.com, use the promo code JESSE. They're buy one, get one free. MyPillow.com, promo code JESSE.
3: He doesn't care if you believe him, but he's right. Jesse Kelly.
0: It is the jesse kelly show nice and light music coming in well done fellas actually i love that jam you keep that jam on there you keep that jam on there it gets me fired up all right i'll get to your phone calls in a minute 877 377 let me get to a couple emails here jesse by the way if you miss any part of the show hold on this is not part of the email hold on pause on the email this is separate separate chris sit. look i'm a radio professional if you miss any part of the show The whole thing is on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes, all right? On iTunes, leave a five-star rating and leave a review talking about how handsome I am. And by the way, thank you, Michael, for helping me log into the computer today. They sent me a computer like a year and a half ago. They reached out to me and they said, hey, Jesse, you want a computer? I said, why? They said, well, maybe you need a computer. I said, okay, fine. So it's one of those work computers. It's a laptop thing. I've actually never logged into it before, and I had to log into it tonight, and that was not that was not easy. Thank you, Michael. I appreciate it. Jesse, Pharaoh of freedom. I hear the Democrats are going to lose big in the midterms. My fear is that everyone is going to believe that and get complacent with that thought and not vote. Why bother to vote if Dems are going to lose anyway? That, that This complacency got us into this situation in the first place. Get angry, speak up, and vote. Drag your children, neighbors, whoever supports the righteous cause of freedom to the polls. We won't win if we don't vote. This is 100% true. This is this is my problem with some of how we talk about the election. And I'm talking about cheating in the election. And let me be real, real clear about this. I don't know. We'll never know how much cheating took place in the 2020 election. I'll never know. You'll never know because there's too many liars out there, too many hidden things. This thing gets sealed. This thing gets destroyed. We'll never know. I know something happened because we have enough audit results that we know something happened on how, on what larger scale. I don't know. So I'm not going to be one of these deranged conspiracy theorists who said it was the safest election ever. Oh, shut up. You idiot. That's a lie. You know, that's not true. So I'm not saying that at the same time. It is the most suicidal, idiotic, self-defeating thing I've ever heard of in my life to go around repeating this. Elections are all stolen. We don't have a chance. Elections are stolen. They're just going to steal it. Are you an idiot? We have no chance ever if everyone believes that and stays home. We had a whole bunch of that crap before the Georgia Senate races. We have two full-blown communists now as senators from Georgia, from two Republicans to two full-blown communists now. Because of that idiotic crap. So that stuff had better stop right now. Elections don't matter. Pack up your stuff and move. Okay, leave somewhere else. You're useless all of a sudden. All right, I had to get that off my chest. That's one. Two, back to what he was talking about. About us getting complacent. Remember, I've been talking about it a while. I know you feel it too. These people are not... They're not just going to sit back. The communists doesn't think this way. They're not just going to sit back and look around and say, "Oh man, <sighs> looks like looks like we're gonna have a tough midterm and lose a bunch of seats." Oh well, we tried. They, they don't think like that. It would never even enter into their mind. I saw a headline. What was it uh, yesterday or the day before? Michelle Obama, don't vomit. I'm I'm, I'm going to hold back my vomit. You hold back your vomit. I can't stand her either. Michelle Obama wildly popular with Democrats. Remember this wildly popular with Democrats. Michelle Obama is starting a new effort to register 1 million new Democrats going into the election. That's a huge number. And in case you say to yourself, I hate her guts, buddy, I hate her more than you do. She is still mega powerful and has gigantic amounts of money behind her. The Obama's remember the Obama's were always the bourgeois communist types Always were. They are now so wired in with all the billionaires and athletes. Whatever Michelle Obama wants to raise for this get out the vote effort, she's going to raise it. All right? She is going to raise it. And Democrats are already pressing something else. They're already pressing this message before the midterms even come. What you're about to hear is Nancy Pelosi prepping the ground as they say to claim cheating after Republicans take over the midterms.
1: What the Republicans are doing across the country is really a legislative continu- continuation of what they did on January 6th, which is to undermine our democracy, uh, to uh, undermine the integrity of our elections, uh, to uh, undermine the, uh, the the voting power, which is the essence of a democracy.
0: Hmm. Wow. That's That's weird. That's... That sounds like dangerous domestic terrorist talk. I mean, remember, I I was told that any questioning of the integrity of the elections is destroying America. But see what they're doing? They're already prepping the ground. Just get ready for that, all right? Dr. Jesse, I saw that the Chinese commies own about $1.9 billion worth of U.S. agricultural land. It just baffles me that our government could ever thought that was a good idea to allow in the first place. I believe there's a bill in Congress to prohibit the ownership going forward, but I wanted to get your thoughts on the idea of the U.S. government just seizing that property without compensation as partial damages for causing the Chinese virus. I think it's a great idea, but would never happen. I'd like to hear your thoughts. Okay, I actually, this is a fascinating concept. One, let's start with that should never have been allowed to happen. I'm a huge freedom free market guy. People ask me where I get most of my economic views from. Honestly, Milton Friedman. People ask for book recommendations. One of the first books I would tell you to read is Milton Friedman, Milton Friedman's free to choose. That's the name of the book is free to choose. I've read it 10 times. I have a bunch of pages earmarked. It's just, it's so brilliant in its simplicity and how it explains freedom and free markets and why it's important and things like that. So that's where I come from generally economically. However, I believe we have missed something gigantically on the right when it comes to things like freedom and free markets and freedom and liberty and freedom. There has to be some kind of national sovereignty, national security uh, component to how you construct your country in your nation. Because when you point out the Chinese owning all this land, our enemy, our arch nemesis owning all this land on the world stage, when you point that out, People say, well, freedom, 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 free markets, freedom. Anyone can buy it. Just freedom. It's freedom, freedom, freedom fest. Okay. If your system of government does not allow for stopping your enemy from buying up huge quantities of your country, your system of government sucks. There has got to be some way we can step in and stop this madness. As for what I should, what I think we should do, should we seize that land? I probably have a different thought on that than you. So give me just one second on that. But I did want to read this email real quick. I'm 74 years old. I love all the music. I just wanted to let you know that I finally signed up for Pure Talk and you weren't lying. Very good experience with tech support. Looking forward to changing to them because of your recommendation. Thanks. I've been with NET for 25 years. Took your advice to change to a company with our values. 74 years old, and she's thrilled with how easy it was to switch to Pure Talk. Go switch. They make it cake. And not only will you save money, your cell phone money every month isn't going to a company that hates your freaking guts. I love Pure Talk so much. From your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly. That's pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly. Switch to Pure Talk today. Put your money where your morals are. Jesse Kelly Show, final hour of the Jesse Kelly Show. Man, the show's gone by fast. It's gone by fast. I have to finish. I have to finish my thought on the Chinese owning land here before I continue on. But first, hey Michael, if you don't mind, would you play number fourteen for me? This seems like a little bit of a, a something. Maybe you should have told people before they were forced to take something. This is Pfizer's CEO,
2: uh and we know that um, the three, the two doses of the vaccine offer very limited protection, if any. The three doses with a booster, they offer reasonable protection against hospitalization and deaths. Uh, uh, Against deaths, I think, very good. Um, And uh, less protection against uh, infection.
0: Hold on, hold on. Um, Michael, would you do me a favor and rewind that to the very beginning? I'm sorry. Um, I might be having more headphone problems here. I would have almost sworn the CEO of Pfizer just said on camera, The, the first two doses, you know, the ones they told everyone they had to take to get back to normal and you'd be protected and the virus doesn't spread, you'd be fine. I would have sworn that the CEO of Pfizer just said it offers limited protection, if any.
2: That, um, the, three, the two doses of the vaccine offer very limited protection, if any. The three doses with a the booster, oh, they offer
0: reasonable protection. You mad yet? You mad yet? My gosh! All right, back to the the question was, should we seize the Chinese land in this country without without compensation as partial damages for causing the Chinese virus? Yes and no. Listen, let me explain something. There's an interesting thing going on in the world right now. And the Chinese are the only ones taking advantage of it. America and China are very, very, very sadly linked. We screwed that up. We completely screwed that up. You didn't. I didn't. We chose to try to raise up this scumbag communist government they have over there and try to legitimize them, and we developed – this took place decades ago. We developed a, a relationship with them that has been wonderful for them and dreadful for us. Now, it looks good on the surface for us. On the surface, it's, okay, we get a bunch of cheap stuff, and they get paid to manufacture the cheap stuff. Oh, it all works out, right? No. One, we have crappy cheap stuff. Two, we exported all of our manufacturing base over to our arch nemesis. And three, we're stuck together now in many ways. Remember, they need us. We need them. And yet they hate us. So here's how the relationship works. Uh, picture picture Chris and me coming into work every day. What if Chris just randomly just started cutting off the microphone during while I was doing segments? And he has the power to do that. You know I don't have the. Did you did you just do it? You jerks. <laughs> I hate you guys. See, though, I didn't even know they were doing it. I was still talking. I'm sure they turned it back on when I was mid-sentence. See, if 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 we're in a relationship and I'm treating it like it's a business relationship because I think it's a business relationship and he's treating it like up yours, I want to destroy you, well, that's very difficult to overcome. I mean, vice versa, if I was to do that to him, if the big corporate types that iHeart called, How you doing, Jesse? How's the show going? Oh, I'm having a blast. Chris is holding me back. He's fired. If I'm viewing it as adversarial and he's viewing it as a business relationship, that's a problem. China has viewed it as adversarial forever. And here's the problem with us in the West. Here's the problem with us in America. They're telling us this and we don't believe them or something or we just choose to ignore them. You understand China has multiple public publications, public papers they've personally publicized declaring their intention to knock us off the number one spot. They even gave a date by the year 2050, 2050, China has publicly declared, I want to be number one and we want to knock America down. And yet, we continue to buy and they continue to sell and they continue to use shady thing, shady thing after shady thing, after shady thing, after shady thing. And we don't respond in kind. Remember Trump, Trump was the first president we've had in gosh, ages who did anything about China. It was honestly, it, it was underrated because it's not as sexy as building the border wall or something like that. That may have been the best thing Trump did in his presidency calling out China, finally putting some checks on China, experiencing some short-term economic pain to make sure we call out China. But we're in a position now, back to your question, we just seized a bunch of their land. They would hit back hard, and we would feel it. I'm not saying we shouldn't do it. I actually think we should do it. I just want I want everyone to understand. I know you probably do. Man, we are in a war that is, is complicated. It's very complicated now, especially because we've allowed these nut jobs to get such a foothold right here in the country. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go over it. I talk about it all the time, but man alive, they they make our movies? They educate our kids? They own gigantic swaths of our land. That is not good. That's not good at all. All right. We're going to do a little talk here. You know how I get upset about the military going weak and woke and destroying itself. Let's have a little history talk, shall we? Because something else just came up and now we have to chat about it. Headline just came out, Navy training boot camp to include racism and sexual assault classes. They're actually expanding their boot camp, which was eight weeks, two more weeks so they can focus on things like sexual assault and hazing and racism. Okay, let's just, you know what? Let's set this aside for a moment. Just pause. Just keep that, keep that headline in the back of your mind, all right? Put it, put it in your back pocket. Okay. You ever heard of John Yancey? You know who John Yancey is? Chris, no, nothing on John Yancey? Take a walk with me back through history. John Yancey. You know about the war in the Pacific. Anyone who listens to this show at all. Knows I geek out on the war in the Pacific. One of the major campaigns, really the first major campaign of the war in the Pacific, was Guadalcanal. Guadalcanal, okay? We landed there and we were taking on a bunch of Japanese guys. Well, about this time, just before this time, I should say, the Marines, they actually started a special forces group. See, previously the Marines hadn't really had that, it was just regular Marines. They started a special forces, special operations group called Marine Raiders. One of the leaders, there were two leaders, but one of the leaders of the Marine Raiders was a man by the name of Evans Carlson. Carlson's Raiders, uh, it should be required reading. Everyone should read about what they did on Guadalcanal. These Marine Raiders landed behind enemy lines and just slaughtered all these Japanese, great Japanese troops. It's a great story. But while they were behind enemy lines on Guadalcanal, Evans Carlson had essentially a bodyguard a United States Marine by the name of John Yancey. He was such a lion. Evans Carlson, who may be one of the toughest people who ever lived, he thought the guy was just a beast. He thought he was so impressed by him, he gave him a Navy cross and gave him a battlefield promotion to lieutenant. He, he looked at Evans Carlson, one of the hardest men ever, looked at this guy and said, oh, my gosh, that guy is hard as nails. Here you go. Here Now you're a lieutenant. All right." But this actually isn't a story about the Pacific. This is a story about the Forgotten War, the Korean War. See, that kicked off just about five years after World War II. And Mr. John Yancey didn't finish his time in the Pacific and just go home and go back to civilian life because John Yancey was born to lead men and end lives. John Yancey decided he was going to stay in the Marines, and he found himself. I'm not going to bore you with it again. I already covered the story the other day. Eventually, he found himself up around Chosen Reservoir in North Korea. I've explained this before. I'll just explain it again briefly. The Marines and Army, it was supposed to be the UN, but it was the Marines and and a little bit of Army. They were lured up there by Mao and the Chinese with little hit-and-run tactics. You know, send 10 guys, have a few of them surrender, have the others get slaughtered. And so it just kind of sucks you in. Oh, these guys are useless. Let's keep going forward. We wanted to go clear the Chinese border because Douglas MacArthur an idiot, but we're not going to go into that right now. Eventually, though, they find themselves in this frozen reservoir named Chosen Reservoir. It's 20 degrees below zero, and they find themselves surrounded. About 20,000 Marines found themselves surrounded by about three 100,000 Chinese soldiers of Mao's who he'd sent across the border and he sent them south. Uh, Those numbers are so staggering. the human mind can't comprehend them. And one night those Chinese soldiers chose to assault John Yancey's position. And we're going to have a talk about what John Yancey did that night. And then we're going to come back to this article about naval boot camp and where we're going. We're going to do all that here in just a moment. But this is actually a really appropriate time to bring up chalk. You see... John Yancey wasn't lacking in testosterone, as you're about to find out. Your testosterone, my testosterone, the natural male testosterone goes down as you get older. And you shouldn't be injecting a bunch of chemical medical crap in your body. Just go find some natural herbal supplements. Well, Chalk did that for you. CHOQ. They're an American company. Their main mission, the thing they're most worried about is testosterone levels in men. And they have natural herbal supplements. They have chalk daily demonstrated a 20% increase in total testosterone in clinical studies Toncat 100 boosts free testosterone by 87% in just 21 days. Those are the two I take every day. Chalk Daily and Toncat 100 Go to Chalk.com C-H-O-Q.com and use the code JESSE and that gets you 50% off. Go now Chalk.com promo code JESSE. We'll be back with John Yancey
3: You're listening to The Oracle. You're going to love this one. It's a scream, baby. The Jesse Kelly Show.
0: It is The Jesse Kelly Show, and I'm going to get back to all your stuff here in a second. We're going to continue our story real quick about John Yancey. I'm going somewhere with this because the headline was Navy training boot camp to include racism, hazing, suicide prevention. Yes, they're extending boot camp. For more woke garbage. Back to our story of John Yancey. First he was a war hero in Guadalcanal. Then he found himself on a peak commanding his men at Chosen Reservoir. Eventually as he dug into the top of this hill. he They had trip flares out. A trip flare is simply a, a wire you would put out. And you'd have a flare attached to it. So if someone hit the wire the flare would shoot in the air. And you'd know they were there. It's a trip flare. They had various things out like that. And he gets this feeling like the Chinese are there, like they're there. And so he calls down, he radios down, and he says, hey, shoot up some flare rounds. You see, I was, I was a mortarman when I was in the infantry, and our mortars have all kinds of different rounds for them. We had white phosphorus rounds, which are kind of kind of inhumane, and we had high explosive rounds, there were all kinds of rounds, and we had flare rounds. You can just drop anything in a mortar, it'll shoot up this flare, and they're really, really bright. and boom, for a temporary time, you can see straight out of the movies, they shoot a bunch of flares over his head, and he looks down over the hill, and boom, it silhouettes more Chinese than he can possibly count coming up to him and his unit on the hill. This basically kicks off the horrific fighting. One of, one of the horrific scenes of fighting in all the Korean War. And the Chinese, to communicate, they would bang on drums or blow horns or bang cymbals because they didn't have any radios. They didn't have any advanced equipment. That supposedly, from what I hear and you can imagine, made it even creepier when they were assaulting. It was all cymbals and drums and horns and, and they're coming from everywhere. And they start coming in waves in waves in waves. And Yancey won't hide. He won't duck down like you would do, like I would do. He spends the entire night as his men are getting shot to pieces, running back and forth, redirecting fire, picking this guy up, putting this guy here, move here, and they are being overrun. His men are being slaughtered. By the time the morning runs around, rolls around, he has no more radio communications. The Chinese have cut his radio lines. They've cut his lines. He's all alone on this hill, and his unit that he's in command of is still alive, but they've taken 90% casualties. Nine-zero. 90% of them are dead or wounded, and some missing, too. Chinese would drag some off. Yancey's still alive. He's trying to hang on. They're running critically low on, on ammunition, and remember, this is not a man who spent the night sitting. He spent the whole night leading like a lion from the front. Boom! At some point, someone lands an explosive up there. The... Shrapnel from this explosive buries itself in the roof of his mouth. His, he's bleeding so bad from his mouth that he's basically choking on his own blood. He doesn't lay down. He doesn't cry. He just simply con- continues fighting while gurgling out orders and spitting his own blood onto the snow. I'm not finished yet. Wait, there's more. This is important. The next morning, when 90% casualties came along, he sees a gap where he has to send some men in himself. The men are so—they fought like lions, by the way, but they're so broken down and scared and just there's nothing left and wounded. He can't hardly gather nine men to go with him. And so he stands in front of them and says, let's go. I'm going to skip the language. But he gets them going, and about the time he gets them going, a Chinese soldier appears with a Thompson submachine gun. You may be asking what a Chinese soldier is doing with an American weapon. Americans were just fighting with or were just giving weapons to the nationalists who were fighting Mao's communists in China. Well, the nationalists lost, so they came across with a bunch of American weapons. This Chinese guy looks at John Yancey, Lieutenant John Yancey, and sprays him in the face with a Thompson submachine gun, knocking out I don't even know how many of his teeth dislocating his jaw, and by a miracle from God on high, not killing him, it didn't hit him in the brain, so he stayed alive. But he did have one other problem. It popped his right eye out of his socket. It was still hanging there. While his eye was hanging there, he pulled out a 45 caliber pistol he'd taken off a Japanese guy he killed, and he mowed down this Chinese guy who just sprayed him in the face. When he was done doing that, he put his 45 back in his holster, reached up, grabbed his white right eye that was dangling on his cheek, and mashed it back into its socket. Now, let me come back to the headline from today. Navy training boot camp to include racism haze, haze, and hazing training. Guys like John Yancey don't just appear. Those are the kind of guys you win wars with, and if you don't have a man willing to shove his eyeball back into his face, then you die, and everyone up on that hill dies with you. We are not making new John Yanceys. We're making new Nancys. We're making guys who wouldn't be able to stand up to a spitball war. We're telling all these people, you're a victim here, and you're a victim there, and you're a special person. Diversity matters, guys. (coughs) Inclusion. We need an army of men who will shove their eyeballs back into the eye sockets while they're fighting communists. We don't have that, and we're not creating it. All those studs you know out there, the Green Berets I have on the show, Navy SEALs and Marines and all these guys, they didn't just wake up one day and become tough. They were trained that way. We are training people to be weak, pathetic losers, and it's going to cost people's lives, a lot of people's lives. This stuff is not just canon. It's not just a a throwaway headline. Uh Oh, look how crazy the military is. Anyway, let's move on, guys. This is life or death. Life or death stuff. We don't have time for this. And I just saw Kevin McCarthy go on Fox News and talk about the legislative agenda for the GOP going forward. We're going to make sure everyone can build a business, guys. Man, we have bigger fish to fry in this country. Critical institutions are being torn down to the roots and rebuilt into something disastrous. And no one seems to give a crap. You're gonna give a crap when those three hundred thousand Chinese take over the next time. You will. Eight seven seven three seven seven
3: four three seven three. Hang on. Break the Break the
0: it is the jesse kelly show don't forget you can email the show anything you want your love your hate your death threats jesse at jesse kelly show.com don't forget to watch my show tonight my tv show i have a tv show every night on the first tv 9 p.m eastern time now chris asked for a little recap on john yancey why john yancey didn't win the medal of honor it's funny you brought that up why john yancey didn't win the medal of honor Um uh, specifically this is why quote John was recommended for the Medal of Honor, but as all of his superior officers were killed in the battle, there was no one to write a report of his actions, and the reward was not processed. I'm not making that up. Uh, I'm really mad at myself. I didn't write anything down. I'm doing this off the top of my head, but he had a captain, very, very brave. Captain was down below, wasn't on the hill with John, and John's guys, they were just shot to pieces, and at one point in time, this captain, leading like leaders do, Says I can't. I, he just gathers up everyone he can, and they go charging up the hill to try to to try to fight with him. And the captain gets up there and j- just he was just a lion. He was he was an absolute lion. Got shot, kept fighting as he was shot. And then it wasn't very long. The, again, this is John Yancey's superior. Eventually, he gets sprayed with a bunch of uh, rifle rounds and he dies too. Just everyone died. I mean, everyone was dead. There was there was no one to process the the award. Just a little recap on how things ended. Chris asked me, did John Yancey die? No, that was the end of the war for John Yancey, as you can imagine. He, there were no corpsmen available to take care of him. Remember, dislocated jaw and missing teeth, that was part of the whole getting shot in the face thing. So he took a wire and wired his own jaw shut, and then someone had to lead him down the hill. He had to grab a stick, and someone led him down the hill, and then they led him out and back to the States where he recovered where he, of course, just went home and just sat around the house a lot. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's John Yancey. Of course he didn't. The Vietnam War came around. Remember, that's, oh, I don't know, about 20 years later, the Vietnam War comes around, and Yancey goes and tries to sign up to fight in it. But because he doesn't have any teeth, he's just his face is shot to pieces. They didn't let him fight in Vietnam because of his teeth. And Yancey's response to this was, quote, Hell, I wasn't planning on biting the sons of beeps to death. <laughs> the man should be a household name, John Yancey. He actually spent, uh, he was originally from Arkansas. He spent most of the rest of his life in the cold. Whenever he was in any cold weather, he would go down to Mexico, spent most of his life in Mexico because of all the injuries and I believe me I shortchanged him on the injuries he was shot to pieces they were all shot to pieces and they all had frostbite somewhere it was a disaster the cold would create unique pain in him and so for the rest of his life he would actually go down to Mexico because it was so warm down there just to escape it yeah oh but today uh, our guys are going to get really updated on racism guys we're definitely creating more of those guys aren't we remember Remember what we talked about at the beginning of the show when Joe Biden, remember, we just had these wildfires tear through Colorado, and I explained at the beginning of the show, if you missed it, it's on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. Go download the podcast. We explained how people are out there right now, right now, and their lives have been, I mean, ruined. They've lost everything. Pets, and homes, everything. Imagine wherever you live, coming home right now, and it's just... A smoldering ruin, and everything's gone. And the president of the United States of America hopped on a plane and flew out to Colorado. And these were the words of comfort he had for the families.
1: You know, we're going to have windmills. You can you're going to see that have 100 yard wingspans each. Each propeller on that on that uh, um, windmill, 100 yards long. So there's so much that is gonna be able to be done. It's also gonna create significant number of jobs. We're gonna be able to do a lot of renewable things that allow you to not only rebuild, but afford to rebuild and rebuild better, to build back better than it was before. And uh, it includes billions of dollars. What's wrong with these people?
0: What is wrong with these people? There's something missing. I brought up this guy earlier, Michael Hiltzik of the LA Times. He's a columnist for the LA Times. The LA Times, I remember, one of the biggest newspapers in the country. This is his own headline. Death to the anti-vaxxer. Ghoulish. Should we celebrate the death? Should we mock the deaths of the anti-vaxxer? Ghoulish, but necessary. Openly calling for you and I. To mock someone's death because they chose not to get vaccinated? Mocking anti-vaxxers' death is ghoulish, yes, but necessary. What's wrong with these people? There's something wrong. There's something missing inside of communists, and I don't know how they got that way, but it is truly an evil, demonic... uh, Anti-human religion of domination and destruction. That's what it is. Eight seven seven three seven seven four three seven three. Johnny, go.
4: Well, the Thompson submachine gun was supplied to the Communist Chinese during the war with Japan, and they held back everything they could. They wouldn't fight. They let Chiang Kai-shek do all the fighting, but his guys all die against the Japanese, and then when victory was had. Then the chinese moved with their thompsons with their drum magazines with all their food stuffs and crushed the nationalists as we sat there and watched them get crushed and didn't offer them any help and they say that the korean the, the chinese burp gun is designed off the thompson submachine gun with a drum magazine
0: for those who don't know what he's talking about he's 100% correct then let me let me do a quick recap first of all burp gun it's just it's just a gun. All right, it's, it's it's a gun with a funny name. It's just a gun. The Chinese carried them a lot in this war. Second, remember in the during the Korean War, this took place just after Mao and his scumbag communists took over all of China. They had been fighting the nationalists. A great man by the name of Chiang. Kai, well, great man may be putting it strongly. He's a little rough around the edges. But a man named Chiang Kai Shek was the head of the nationalists in China. They were fighting the communists before the Japanese came in. Then the Japanese came into the war, and they kind of had this, quote, agreement, the communists and the nationalists of, hey, I know we hate each other. Let's lay down our arms and go defeat the Japanese, right? And Mao said, absolutely, let's do it. And then Mao didn't do very much. Crafty old awful devil that he was. Mao sat back and watched Chiang Kai-shek take it on the chin, and then Mao stepped in and swarmed over him. Yeah, it's an ugly bit of business. Oh, you six foot eight pink flower, whatever you are, your taste for Led Zeppelin is yet another reason to trust your judgment aside from mashed potatoes, looking forward to more history, especially on the forgotten war. And then he writes PS, write a book and get rich already. You beeping nitwit stop obsessing. Either you've got 12 drafts or it's all in your head. Betting it's the latter. Just let it flow. (sighs) Okay. Look, what have I been telling you on the book? I've been telling you on the book forever, everyone wants me to write a book, write a book, write a book, write a book. I actually had the publishing companies reaching out saying, ah, write a book. We want you to write a book. I don't want to write a book. I don't like writing. I hate it. I absolutely despise it. I had something I actually had to edit today. Someone else had written something and I had to edit it. And all I had to do was edit it. Keep in mind, it was virtually no work whatsoever. And Chris and Michael will tell you I sat and procrastinated for an extra extra half hour just so I didn't have to go in there and sit down and do editing. I don't know what it is whatever that thing is inside of people that lets people write that, that lets people just sit down and start typing out words I don't have it all right even if I wrote a book I mean I, I don't know I, I don't know it, it probably wouldn't be good. Oh, who are we kidding? It'd be amazing, but still Chris still. <laughs> All right, we have headlines I didn't get to. I'm going to get to a couple emails here, but first, we had Carol Roth on. You heard what she said about inflation and the coming year, the coming year, and it was nothing good. Remember, she's the expert on this stuff, and no one knows exactly what's going to happen. No one has a crystal ball to figure out what's coming, but we do know this. The value of the dollar ain't going up, pal. It's not. And I don't think it is time to do crazy things, but I do think it is time to do smart things. It's time to get some gold delivered to your front home from Oxford Gold Group. Oxford Gold Group. They don't sell you a piece of paper or send you an email. You've got some gold. They will mail real gold to your front door. Gold you hold in your hands. The value of that ain't going away. Call 833 995 Gold and tell Oxford that Jesse told you to call. 833 995 Gold. I trust these guys. They will take good care of you. Just tell them I told you to call. 833 995 Gold, Oxford Gold Group.
3: The Jesse Kelly Show. It's still real to me, damn it. Return stacks.
0: It is The Jesse Kelly Show, final segment of The Jesse Kelly Show. We're going to get to headlines I didn't get to here in just a second, and let me just say there are quite a few of those, but first, it's okay, Chris. It's fine. Gosh. (laughs) All right. Have you got your Annie's Genius Box yet? Annie's Genius Box. Here's the thing. Annie's Kit Club came up with this thing called Annie's Genius Box. And this has really been on my mind a lot, I'll be honest with you, for past four, five, six months. My, my boys are doing fine in school, but they're just, when there's downtime and the weather's bad and, and they can't go outside, or, they spend too much time doing things that I don't view as being constructive. Annie's Genius Box sends your kid a box each month. And they get three hands-on activities, only they're activities that make them think about STEM stuff, geology and chemistry and aerodynamics, and kids geek out on these things. If you have kids 7 to 12, highly, highly recommend it. Go to annieskitclubs.com radio, and your first box, you actually get it for 75% off. Just go get it. Go get it. Go get one, and you'll see what I mean. Annie's kit Clubs.com slash radio. They're really, really, really very cool. All right. A couple more emails and I get the headlines. Jesse, what are your thoughts on the reasoning behind blue States? Huge push to legalize marijuana. I have little doubt that it was done specifically to create a populace that is stoned, detached from reality has zero compunction to push back and is easily controlled. What are your thoughts? Great Oracle. You certainly could be right. And by the way, he says, I can say his name. His name is Lee. You could be Right. I actually take it more of one of those, they're just going for a populist position on an issue that is honestly, I think it's coming no matter what. Whether you are pro or anti devil's lettuce, I think this legalizing thing is something that's going to come for all 50 states I do. Add "Sky Is Green" merch to the long list of merch that we Jesse Kelly fans need and want. All right, we're we're gonna get some merch, okay? We actually, since I went off on it the other day, we got a couple good lines on it. Dear Dr. Jesse, I'll get right to the point: Is Gretchen Whitmer hot? I think she's kind of hot. I mean, certainly not bad.
3: Anyway, and now
1: here's a headline: Go, you know the you know the thing.
3: Headlines we didn't get to. Simone
0: Sanders lands at MSNBC. You remember Simone Sanders. She's the one who she was uh, Kamala Harriss. She was Dome's spokesperson. And then she just left. And man, look at that. She got a weekend show on MSNBC. What do I always say? The system takes care of its own. And this is part of the problem. None of the Biden people, not Biden himself, but none of the people running the government None of them are worried about doing popular things or things that are pro America because they're not worried about a second term and they're not worried about a second term because life gets better for them. If they don't get reelected, they walk right out of the white house. Let's say he loses in 2024 right into CNN, MSNBC. They go right to Harvard. They go right, they go right to a million different places with a cushy job waiting for them. The system It's constantly taking care of its own. It's why so many people very sadly have chosen to give up everything they know to be right just to become part of it. Because let's be honest, life's easier when you're part of it study used to justify UK school mask rule fails to prove they work because they don't work. Remember they were on camera at the beginning. Fauci himself was on camera at the beginning saying, we don't need everyone walking around with masks on. It may prevent a, a droplet or something from getting in your mouth. It's not doing anything meaningful. That was right before he started going on camera and telling everybody to double mask. Joe Manchin pulls his $1.8 trillion spending compromise off the table it's a final nail in the coffin. And let's just remember the communist, his greatest advantage is he's ravenous. He never slows down. He never backs off. Always offensive, always moving forward. But as, as it is for all of us, his greatest strength is also his greatest weakness. If they had just found a way to make themselves back off Joe mansion, they would have got 75% of what they wanted in that build back better. Crappy bill. Instead, these psychopaths sent kayaks to his houseboat, and now he's out forever. Communists can't help themselves. FBI's McCabe calls for feds to surveil mainstream conservatives. Again, I didn't hear one word about this from potential future Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy. Maybe the biggest deal in the world is the FBI becoming the enforcement arm of the Democratic Party. If Republicans aren't prepared to address that when they take back power, well, why bother? Tesla adds chill and assertive self driving modes. That's the greatest thing ever. Although, what kind of loser would go with chill? Japan's former Yakuza struggled to find work despite police attempts to provide support one of the most fascinating things out there is how Japan finally chose to deal with their mafia, that's the Yakuza Um, they chose to kind of work with them because they were such a big part of Japanese society they just were, they were an important part of their society and they chose to work with them but they don't really have very many skills outside of murdering people and that gets really hard look, it's hard to find work like there. New study finds people who are obsessed with celebrities to be less intelligent. <laughs> it's not true, Chris. Not my fans. <laughs> what? Fauci's NIH division paid $205,000 for researchers to study transgender monkeys. Well, that's that's more money well spent by Fauci. Shareholders press Google and YouTube to disclose White House requests to scrub COVID-19 videos. Yeah, you may wonder why Google and YouTube are so quick to censor any new information that comes out about COVID-19. Even Dr. Robert Merlot remember all that audio we played you? The inventor of mRNA. He had all these fascinating things to say, and the video got deleted off of YouTube. Wouldn't it be fascinating for everyone to find out that the White House was, in fact, working hand-in-hand with big tech to make sure all information... They want censored, gets censored. <laughs> AOC tests positive for COVID 19. Don't care. Democrats are trying to scare America over a civil war they're trying to start. Of course, they're trying to start it. They've done nothing but agitate and agitate and agitate and agitate and agitate. And then the second you hit back, the second we, those of us on the new right, the second we hit back at all, they say, whoa, that's out of line. Look at this fascist Nazi trying to start a civil war. Just recognize those are the tactics they use. Those are the tactics they use all the time. They bank on their outrage, their offense. Oh, my goodness. They bank on it scaring you off. Oh, I'm not a fascist. I'm one of the nice ones. Nope. Make sure they're screaming at you. Joe Rogan accuses CNN of yellow journalism, altering his COVID-19 video. Uh, You may have missed it. Um, Joe Rogan, he put out that video talking about taking monoclonal antibodies and ivermectin and z and prednisone and everything else. But if you look at CNN's video compared to everyone else's video, CNN's video looks extremely altered. It's available online. Someone at CNN altered the video to make Joe Rogan look sick? Really, really, really sick? Do I need to remind you about ABC News editing a video that was supposed to have taken place at the Kurds? The Kurds were getting slaughtered and it was a gun range in Kentucky. Be very careful believing anything you see on the news. We'll do it again tomorrow. That's all.